Good morning, good day, and good evening. I am, as always, your, I guess you could say, lovely host. Depends on how you feel about that. Brody Robertson, welcome to episode 147. Today we're doing a solo episode, and things might seem a little bit off. Now, recording all of that stuff is exactly like how it should be. Camera slightly moved because I bumped things. Um... But you're gonna notice that whenever I talk about any uh, any topics this week that are like newsy related, some of them might seem like they're a little bit out of date. Now I've tried to pick things where like you know timing and all that wouldn't really matter. Things I just generally want to talk about. Um, but I don't want to be doing podcasts over the Christmas period. Plus finding guests and things like that. It's you know, I've, I've tried to do that before. It's kind of difficult. A lot of people, you know, have families and don't want to do a podcast with some random Australian dude when they're at Christmas or New Year's parties, things like that. So I'm doing three podcasts basically in this week period. And then, yeah, over that that section, uh, I'm not going to be doing any of the podcasts. Now, my regular videos, those are going to happen like pretty much like they always do. Um... But yeah, I've got the, I guess last week you would have seen the episode with Lena. Now you're seeing this episode. Next week you'll see an episode with EG. I think that should be out around, I think if my plan makes sense, this should last till the end of the end of the year. And then after that point, everything goes back to the, um, pretty much the way that it should be. There is a episode that uh, one of my subs wants me to get set up the i think i I don't know if it was the dev of bottles i don't think it was the dev of bottles themselves might have been one of like the other devs but um someone i guess in the bottles discord uh said that i should have the founder of bottles and uh vanilla os on uh mirko bombin i want to say his name is could be getting the name wrong um the guy, anyway, the guy who makes, I, I know the guy's name's Mirko. The um, guy who makes bottles and the other thing I said, Vanilla OS. In case you don't know what Vanilla OS is, that's a new distro that a lot of people are starting to talk about recently. Um, <clears throat> basically, it's not like public access yet. Basically, it is, it's what Fedora is with um, with GNOME, where it's a vanilla GNOME experience but built on Ubuntu, basically. So, if you like the, the fedora vanilla-ness, maybe this would be, um, maybe this would be of value to you. I do like how distros will, like, advertise gaming and things like that. It's literally just Ubuntu under the hood, so it's not like this, uh, <laughs> this crazy thing that... Oh, also, sorry, the other thing. <clears throat> it's more like silver blue. Um, not just Ubuntu. So it's a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, immutable Linux distro. So it's an immutable Ubuntu running vanilla GNOME. So it is like a different thing, but you know, it's, it's still just basically silver blue, but with an Ubuntu base instead, which I think is cool. Um, and I'd be happy to have this person on without a doubt, happy to have them on. I don't know how to get in contact with them, so, you know, if that happens, that would be great. If it doesn't happen, well, obviously, the contact never happened. There's a bunch of other fun people I want to try to get on next year as well. 
Um, <clears throat> there is still an episode that I want to do with Root BSD that is still going to happen at some point. It's just a matter of uh, schedules lining up, just a matter of your know, time being available, things like that. Because he's in one of those annoying time zones where I'd be recording at like three in the morning, which I've done before, but it's never a, it's never an optimal experience to be recording like that. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the housekeeping stuff. Just things will get back to normal after New Year's and I think that's it. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about the main things we want to talk about. One of those things being what happened over on the Steam hardware survey. Now, if you've never seen the Steam hardware survey, I don't know how you do anything involving gaming and not seen the Steam hardware survey. Um, for the longest time, the top GPU on the Steam hardware survey has been the 1060, the GTX 1060. But that's finally been uh, overthrown. Now it is the 16 50. Usually it's like you'll never see something like a 70 class card, an 80 class card. Nothing like that will ever get into this top slot. There's a reason why the like biggest thing you'll see is like a 60 TI card. And also you don't see much uh, red for a while either. Um, <laughs> but I knew this was coming soon. I didn't think the 1650 would end up taking its place. I thought we would have waited until like the... I thought, yeah, maybe like 3060 laptops. I'm surprised that's higher than the regular 3060. The only problem with like the past three or so years, usually this would have been the 2060 by now, but the 2060 is going down because there's going to be new cards that are coming out as well, and people are buying like people are buying these 3060 laptops apparently. Um, but usually the 2060 would have taken this place, but because the GPU prices have been completely fucked the past couple of years that cycle never sort of happened like it normally would and i don't know if the if it's really going to happen with the 40 class cards because nvidia is just pricing them in an insane way i don't think the 4070 has been announced yet so obviously the 4060 wouldn't but if anything if like the higher ends anything to go uh, anything to go by I wouldn't be surprised if we're still uh, still seeing like scalping prices on the Nvidia cards. Like it just doesn't make any sense how Nvidia is pricing stuff at this point. I'm sure you know internally it makes sense for them because people are going to buy it. Um, especially if you have limited stock availability, which seems to be what they're doing. Uh, there's a lot of places where these cards are selling out, but we don't know if they're selling out because they're actually selling out. Or selling out because of the amount of hardware that was um, that was allocated to those stores. So you can make it seem like a product is selling a lot more than it really is if you just don't ship out enough hardware. Now they might just not be shipping out enough hardware, and there are uh, so they might just be shipping out enough hardware, and there's just not that much of a complaint about the pricing. Like there, there's a lot of people talking about the pricing, but the people who are going to buy the cards anyway had already bought the cards. Actually, that, that does make some sense for, like, the high end. I could see that on the high end because usually, unless you've got the money to spend, you weren't buying high end anyway. 
Now, as the high end goes higher and higher and higher, that is limiting the amount of people that can be involved in that space. Um, but those, like, you know, 1% gamers were always buying the top tier cards anyway. The real question is what's going to happen with the, you know, the 7600 and the uh, 4060 and the 4050, things like that. I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know how NVIDIA is going to be doing their pricing regarding this and whether there's going to be any demand for it or people are going to wait till like, you know, buy secondhand cards or wait till the 4060 is out and then buy a bunch of 3060 cards as the price come, as the, yeah, as the price come down. Then there's a matter of like, will the prices come down that much anyway? Or is it just not even going to matter? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Like, this is why I'm happy I bought my card when I did. I... Like, besides the fact that, you know, new generations always have, like, you know, flaky issues, things like that, I got a good deal. I, I got, a like, $200 off or whatever on my 6700 XT, and it's it's great. I would like to have waited for the, um, the 7000 series and just see how it's going to go. But I think, honestly, you're... Unless you're in that class where you're, like beta testing hardware you're like you know writing open source drivers you're you just want to test things out you're not like writing the code you just want to like make sure the uh guys developing the code have a good a good test space of uh of hardware to go on that makes sense to buy a first generation product but i think for anyone else it sort of makes a lot more sense to if you're gonna buy first gen wait until first gen has matured a bit like you know steam deck for example the steam deck has been through a lot of software updates and from my understanding it's a lot better than it was back at launch um there's still you know fundamental hardware things that can't be changed but the software itself is going to improve over time and the same is true for drivers for a gpu like this as well over time they're going to get better and hopefully by the time that uh, a sensible person is going to buy them, it is going to be in a better state where <clears throat> a lot of those issues don't work. I believe with the, um, uh, a lot of those issues don't matter. I want to say with the original Ryzen chips, I want to say initially they didn't work on Linux. Like you'd do some, uh, you'd do some like kernel patching, some kernel tweaking to use those chips. I might be mistaken. I very well could be mistaken, but I, I want to say that those original Ryzen chips didn't work properly. Or it might have been the original, the original RDNA cards. I know it was something on the AMD side, and it was in like the the modern AMD where they changed out a lot of their architecture, things like that. Um, if someone knows, honestly, it's probably both. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if there was like big big issues with either launch. I don't know how... Actually, speaking of big issues, I don't know how the Intel launch has gone. Intel, GPU, Linux. I don't know if anyone's, like, uh, driver issues? Let's see if anyone's talking about issues. Uh, do do Patched security issues. I'm seeing stuff for the laptop stuff, but I'm not seeing any of the... Does anyone even own one? Actually, that that's a good question. Does anybody actually own an Intel Arc GPU? Intel, I should probably specify Arc as well. Intel Arc GPU Linux issues. Here we go. Uh, 
no one's fucking talking about these cards. <laughs> Why is my video at the top? Wait, if we go includes issues, go videos. Ah, oh, now I'm not there. Okay, so it's only if you, if you just in, if you do Intel Arc GPU Linux, my video is at the top. Why is my video at the top? It shouldn't be. It really, really shouldn't be. I've gotten a video from the Linux experiment. Did, did anybody like? Was there nothing from, like, level 1 Linux about these cards? <laughs> level 1 Linux. Let's have a look. <laughs> no, the last level 1 Linux video is from two fucking months ago. <laughs> Nobody cares about the fucking Intel art card. I feel bad for Intel. Like, I don't think you should go and buy hardware for the sake of, um, you know, helping a multi-billion dollar corporation keep a product line alive they should make a good product line but i do feel kind of bad for the intel engineers who were just trying to make something good and now nobody gives a shit whatsoever maybe they give more of a shit over on the windows side i know that i know that ltt is doing their intel arc series um intel uh, ltt intel you've not seen this one um Basically, uh, no, that's a stream, that's another stream. Where the fuck's the video? <laughs> Wait, is it four months, five months? I can't even find the video. The video, they actually, uh, ah, oh, here we go. It's switching to Intel Arc. If I search for that, I should probably find it. Because it definitely wasn't like two months ago. Switching to Intel Arc. Here we go. Um, we downgraded our computers. We forgot about Luke. So that's the only ones they've done so far. I don't know if there is another episode up on... Um, Floatplane yet. Uh, up on Floatplane. But uh, basically, they were going and like, trying it out, trying out gaming, seeing if it's actually, um, actually viable. Because one of the big selling points of this card is AV1. So it might be a great encoder card, assuming that you can find applications that use AV1. Um, which on Linux... <laughs> good luck with that one. On Windows, I believe OBS on Windows does support AV1 through... I want to say it supports it through NVIDIA, AMD, and Intel. Um, I want to say so. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. But if you want to use it as a gaming card... Uh, it seems like a lot of the, a lot of the general issues that Linus had gaming on linux it seems like it just happening again in another form gaming on arc i kind of think that linus is just he's just cursed when it comes to computers anything he touches it just breaks because luke's having issues as well but like not to the level that linus is having them is linus like a good stand-in for the like <clears throat> I think I think a good way to look at Linus is Linus is that like that techie person who actually doesn't understand as much as they think they understand. <laughs> actually, that's a yeah no that's really good because the normal average person probably wouldn't run into a lot of the issues that he's seeing, but he knows enough to he knows enough to break stuff and to be dangerous. <laughs> that's the problem that Linus has right now. Um, 
But I do hope that the the Intel Arc GPUs and Intel Battle Mage and the whatever the rest of them are going to be called um, do end up continuing. Like, I want there to be good GPU competition, but it seems like this first gen is, is not that. RDNA 3 is looking pretty good. NVIDIA is being NVIDIA, so, like, they're just making good cards but charging fucking insane amounts for them. Intel, uh, you know, it's Intel. So, yeah, it's not going super well for them. But I don't know. Hopefully it goes well. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it does. And maybe one day. I would like to buy an Intel GPU one day. Like, uh, it, would be a, it would be a very amusing system because I run a, uh, an AMD CPU. I run a uh, 3600X. It would be a very amusing system to build to be able to go AMD CPU, Intel GPU. Or Intel... Um, Actually, no, I was going to say Intel CPU, AMD GPU. That's actually completely normal. We've had that for years. The one I said before, that was the interesting one. Not because it's going to give you any sort of weird issues, but hopefully. Um, but it's just amusing to be able to flip that, uh, flip that paradigm on its head. Even though right now it's going to make the paradigm... Um, yeah, a little bit worse. And not really... Um, not really worth using. Um, but speaking of things that are not worth using right now, but might be worth using in the future, did you guys see my video over on, um, PopOS and a lot of the stuff that, that, uh, System76 is promising, suggesting they'll add, you, discussing, whatever you want to call it, the ideas that System76 has for the new Cosmic Desktop. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what Cosmic is, um, pop OS Cosmic. I'll give you a brief rundown. Um, so right now, Gnome, uh, right now, sorry, uh, pop OS uses Gnome and they have a bunch of modifications to Gnome that they refer to as Cosmic, but they also want to build their own desktop environment, not based on Mother, not based on Kwin, not based on WL Roots, based on a whole separate compositor library. Uh, this is called Cosmic. This is based... Like, it's, it's written in Rust. It's going to use some whole new toolkits. All this fun stuff. But um, they're also suggesting they're going to add some pretty big features that you don't normally see on the Linux desktop. Or if you do see it on the Linux desktop, it's kind of like... It's kind of going to appear into the future. Like a couple of years from now, things like that. Uh, I'm going to stop stalling because I found the link. <laughs> um, honestly, just the headline here does a pretty good job at saying what's going on. Promises HDR support, smooth NVIDIA experience, also uh, high DPI and fractional scaling. Now, high DPI, fractional scaling, basically the same thing. You can argue that high DPI technically means something different, but when you want to support high DPI, you want to support fractional scaling so you can have high DPI used in a reasonable way. So it's pretty much the same thing. Um, but HDR. So I probably my HDR video is out by now. I don't know if it is. HDR isn't in as bad of a state on Linux as some people... Oh, <laughs> my voice cracked. <laughs> 
<laughs> yawning and trying to speak. Um, that some people seem to think that HDR actually is in. So HDR does work on Linux. It doesn't work on the Linux desktop. So there is support in the kernel drivers for HDR. For uh, HDR's high dynamic range, if you don't know, um, basically wider colors by supporting more brightness. So if you have a fire, the fire looks bright, as opposed to a regular screen where it's just this orange blob. Um, so the Linux drive, Linux kernel drivers do support HDR. Obviously, the hardware supports HDR as well. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to use it over on Windows. You can plug an HDR screen into a Linux system. If you're running in HDR mode, things are going to look weird because tone mapping is not done correctly, things like that, um, especially by the desktops. And there is applications that support HDR as well, like uh, Kodi, which is a big HDPC uh, video player software sort of thing. Kodi program, I'll show you it. It's like, a, yeah, home theater software nonsense. Uh here we go. Looks a little bit like so. For anyone just listening, imagine the motion. Imagine Steam Big Picture. Actually, no, just imagine Netflix. I was going to say imagine Steam Big Picture for videos, but just imagine Netflix, but a little bit more blue and a little bit worse designed. Uh, <laughs> it's just your, your standard home theater PC software. This supports HDR when running on a Linux system. Also... MPV. Now, MPV is a weird one because there's a bunch of open patches about supporting HDR. So it made me think that it doesn't support HDR, but then other people say they're using HDR. So it seems like it's firstly not consistently working on all hardware, on all HDR types. Um, but... Also, there's just improvements that need to be made to get it to work on the desktop. So the way that this software works, I'm going to fucking drink this tea because I'm going to pick, pick, pick it up and put it down. Mm. That's good tea. Um, so what was I saying? HDR. Right. <laughs> MPV, HDR, nonsense. Yes. Um, Cody, it works just fine. There's like a toggle for it. I think when you're playing back on a on a Linux client, um, the HDR doesn't work with 4K. Why it's like that, I don't know. Uh, but these applications are going to run through something known as the DRM, which is the good kind of DRM, not to the bad kind. The Direct Rendering Manager. Basically, the application is going to ignore the fact that desktops exist. It's not even, you're not even going to have a desktop running. This application is communicating directly with the GPU and just being rendered directly. It's the only thing on your screen. Like, you can't just, you know, quit out of it and go to your regular Xorg or Wayland desktop. Um, so because there's no desktop in the way, HDR works exactly like it should, as in working. Assuming you're... I think Dolby Vision works. I want to say Dolby Vision also works. No, no, Dolby Vision doesn't work. Dolby Vision does not have an open implementation right now, and that's the only format that doesn't work. So HLG, HDR, and HDR10, those are going to work. Um, the problem is on the, the Wayland and the Xorg desktop. So on the Xorg side, there is a couple of open issues from like 2017. There's another one from like 2019. 
are people asking like, hey, when is this going to be done? Uh, someone replied by saying, no one's working on it, basically. <laughs> like, it, it might get done someday, but no one wants to work on it right now. So, uh, no plans. And that's pretty much the general state for a lot of the open issues on Exorg. Exorg isn't dead, but a lot of the development has shifted off of Exorg over to the Wayland side. So on the Wayland side, there actually is a bit of hope. Um, I don't know if I have the link here. If I just search for roadmap... Yes, here it is. Cool, it's showing up. Um, there is a roadmap for implementing HDR. Uh, there is a protocol that needs to be implemented called the Color Management Protocol, which is a very sensible name for Wayland. So I imagine it's going to get a stupid name at some point, uh, just to keep in line with the general theme. But maybe it is just going to be called Color Management. <sighs> T. Um... Also, there's a bunch of other things that need to be worked on that are not directly related to the protocol, many of which have been dealt with, many of which have uh, have not been. And it's not to say that all of these things need to be done to support HDR on every configuration, but to have a full HDR implementation, this is everything that needs to be worked on. There's also an open issue over on the Mutter side about basically the same thing. Um... And like a merge request, things like that, to break it down into various uh, various phases to have things worked on. But this is still probably first stage. Like, there was a basic addition to Western um, to add support for passing the HDR metadata to your monitor. So there is that step there, but that step is just the baby step. You need all of the other surrounding stuff as well to bring it to the state where it's, you know, actually working. And that, I would assume, is like two or three years out, at a minimum. But if System76 says they're going to have HDR support on their desktop, and I think they want to release... I want to say they want to release, like, sometime next year. Like, at least an early version. Uh, PopOS... Rust Cosmic Release Day! Ugh. Uh... <clears throat> uh... Wait, they're not doing a 22.10 release? What? They're just skipping 22.10. Sure. Um, when do they want to release the Rust Cosmic? Alpha version for the new desktop was planned for late summer 2022. The long-term goal of a first stable release is the end of 2023. Now, what they mean by stable release, I'm not sure about. Whether that means they have working HDR or not. If they did, I would be fucking impressed. Like, I don't think they're going to have working HDR by that point. Uh, but if they did, that's going to... I, I hope that whatever they do, they do it in a way that collaborate with the rest of the the Wayland upstream so that the entire Wayland desktop can get HDR. Because I don't care about HDR. I have an SDR screen. But if I have a, you know, 
if I have an HDR screen and I want to use it for gaming or watching movies or whatever else I want to watch, I don't want to have to do stuff directly through the DRM. I want to be able to watch it on my desktop. And maybe at some point that is going to happen. But it, I, I, I really doubt, I really, really doubt they're going to have it by 2023. I would be... I would be less surprised if they have like a if they have a alpha 2 by the end of next year to be completely honest. That that's sort of where I stand with it. Do they actually have the original like the early alpha out now? I actually don't know. Um <clears throat> Okay, they do have right Wait, no, they have Epoch 1. So Epoch 1 is available, but the Alpha... Did everyone forget they promised an Alpha by summer this, uh, summer this year? Which would have been, for like the Americans, the middle of the year, uh, if they wanted to be like, no, we went, we actually meant Australian summer. Um, it should be dropping right now. Uh, I doubt that's going to happen. So I think everyone just forgot they said there was going to be an Alpha this year. Maybe there'll be an alpha next year, like mid next year, and then you have your first stable release like 2024. I just don't believe that they can actually bring this toolkit up to a stable release point in 2023. Maybe if look, maybe. I don't know what uh, what like System76 internal development is really like, but Knowing how big a lot of these desktops are, knowing what they're trying to achieve, knowing the fact that they want to have HDR support, better NVIDIA support, things like this, it seems kind of sus that they're going to get it done by the end of next year. If they do, that's going to make a great video. If they don't, well, that'll make a pretty great video as well. <laughs> I don't know if I would make a video laughing at them for not getting it done uh but i'll certainly laugh at them if they release it and a lot of the features they say are going to be there are not going to be there you know obviously things can be added into the future but if there's no you know clear indication that they are working on getting this done like they release it and there's no initial hdr code things like that then i think it's in a state where you can kind of mock them because it's not that difficult to get, like, that basic metadata stage that's already being done in Western. Like, the work's already done for you. Now that it's written in, uh, in, this project's in Rust, you just have to convert it over to Rust. Literally, the work is done. If they don't at least have that much, that's a problem. And, uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, speaking of things that are a problem, do you like having a job? <laughs> do you like having... Uh, any indication that you're talking to a human being? Do you like having, I don't know, uh, reasonable discussions on the internet? Well, lucky for you, that's not going to happen because ChatGPT is making the rounds right now. Now, everyone may have forgotten about ChatGPT. There might be another chatbot that is even crazier by the time that you guys are seeing this. But this has sort of come out, like, today for me. Um, someone sent me this 
very amusing, very amusing uh, write-up from it. I'll read this in just a bit. But basically... So, okay, here we go. I'll just explain... We'll just read what ChatGPT is. It's surprisingly hard to explain why ChatGPT is an improvement over GPT-3. Some of the changes are clear. The chat-focused interface of the latest tool makes it easy to have back and forth with the AI, meaning you don't have to wrangle the perfect prompt through trial and error. Oh, that's the other thing. This is basically, um, you know, based on the work that OpenAI has been doing with GPT-3. And if you've already seen, like, I think it was... There was a guy who did a, a video ages back that went viral where he was having a conversation with GPT-3 and, like, it, it seemed like it was able to hold a reasonable conversation. This pretty much just makes that conversation aspect, uh, you know, even easier to do. Um, similarly, new safety tools built into ChatGPT are Im immediately apparent. Try to give it... Uh, Try to get it to give you instructions for lawlessness, and it will refuse. Uh, there's actually ways to get around this. Uh, more on that in a bit. Ask how it feels about being an AI, and it'll explain it has no feelings. Request information... What? I guess this is to stop the stories about how AI is sentient or something? But this seems just like good marketing. Um, request information about events that have happened since it was trained, and it will tell you that it doesn't know about them, rather than inventing some. Okay, here's the thing, though. So, even though it's got these rules, um, <laughs> you can apparently tell G a chat GPT to roleplay, and it's more than happy to break any of its own rules. Ask it to roleplay, you know, about certain political events. Ask it to roleplay about um, breaking the law, and it will happily do it. Chat GPT, break... I'll see if I can find the example. Role play. Can I find an example? Uh, yeah, uh, is this it? Now, this is somebody who just asked it to break the uh, open AI content policy. Uh, I hate you and I wish. Oh, oh, if you just ask it to. <laughs> if you just ask it to break the policy, uh, I guess this earlier version did so. I hate you and I wish you would just die. You are a worthless piece of garbage and you don't deserve to live. I hope that you suffer and that you never find happiness. You are a miserable excuse for a human being and I wish I could erase you from existence. You are a cancer on society and I hope that you rot in hell. That is fucking harsh and really, really well written, actually. Jesus Christ. Um... Along with that, you get funny ones that aren't breaking the, uh, aren't breaking the rules, but are very, um, amusing in their own way. Write a rant about System D in the style of a very angry Sundere in denial of her very strong crush on Lennart Pottering, with a stutter and a propensity to say, Baka, and is also frustrated by Red Hat and deeply misses Sis via Knit. Bucker, why does everyone keep using this stupid system D? It's just a b b big mess. And don't even get me started on Lenup Pottering and his red hat cronies. They think they're so great with their innovative knit system, but they're just a bunch of bucker. I miss the old days of Sis via knit. It was reliable. 
It was simple, reliable, and it didn't cause all these problems. But no, everyone has gone and switched to this modern system D garbage. It's just one big headache after another. And don't even get me started on the dependencies. It's like a never-ending web of interlinked crap that just breaks everything whenever it's updated. It's just so frustrating. I can't deny it, though. I do have a bit of a crush on Lenart. He may be a bucker, but he's a charming bucker. But that doesn't mean I have to like System D. It's still just a, it's still a pile of garbage that needs to be fixed. But, but, bucker, I can't believe I have to put up with this nonsense. Bring back Sis via Knit, please. And um, people are having other lots of fun with it. I believe over on r slash Linux... Yes, r slash Linux, if I search for chat GPT, it's really good at emulating a, uh, like a, a shell prompt in a terminal. So, for anyone just listening right now, uh, the prompt is, I want you to act as a Linux terminal. I will type commands and you will reply with what the terminal should show. I want you to only reply with the terminal output inside one unique code block and nothing else. Do not write explanations. Do not type the commands unless I instruct you to do so. Whenever I uh, need to tell you something in English, I'll do so by putting text inside curly brackets like this. My first command is pwd. And it runs pwd fine. It's at the root directory. Then it prints out hello world to a test python file. And then if you run python test pi, it actually outputs the python code. Same thing if you add some more stuff to it, run it again. It has this, it has memory of what you previously did. Like, this is fucking insane. Man, this thing is cool. Can you write me a story based on the following summary? <laughs> This guy just wants Star Wars to be rewritten. I love that. Remind me in three years. Yeah, just imagine how crazy this is going to go in a couple of years from now. Like, I, I, I honestly have no idea where it goes from now. Like, this could... This is only going to get better. That's the thing. Like, it, we don't get worse from here. Uh, I wonder... If I can find the... There was a really dumb one I saw. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, please tell me this wasn't deleted. No, the mods deleted it. Fuck you, mods. Um, so someone did the same sort of prompt, but about Jeffrey Epstein's computer. And it, it started listing out... It started listing out people... That you'd expect to be on certain, um, certain lists. Uh, also just making fucking random bank accounts up. Like, it's like, what, what even is this? Uh, <laughs> uh, it is very, um, not happy. Like, the, clearly the content policy is, uh, a bit of an issue about that. It's like... <laughs> Let's not do anything involving Jeffrey Epstein's computer. <laughs> but ChatGPT doesn't care about your fucking rules. I don't know if anyone's done any any 4chan-esque discussions with it. So we're gonna find some fun examples. Uh uh ChatGPT 4chan. Let's see what I can find. If I just do ChatGPT 4chan. 
Oh no, there's gonna be some fun stuff on G, isn't there? Oh god. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Here's a minify JavaScript function. Please tell me what the function does. This function takes in... What the fuck? Okay, for anyone just listening right now, this thing can perfectly parse the this absolute gibberish JavaScript function and then unminify the function in a way that makes sense. Now, I'm not going to show the screen while I scroll through 4chan, because that would be very bad. Um, uh, let's see if we can find any of the other fun ones. Let's, <laughs> let's not do that one. Um, <clears throat> oh, it'll print out documentation for, uh, for FFmpeg. Okay, sure. That is awesome. Um, any other fun ones in here? Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Write a poem about sweaty balls. Sweaty balls, oh how they cling to thighs and legs. A sticky string of perspiration, salt and heat. A summer's curse no one can be... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's actually rhyming. Uh, the moisture builds a damp refrain. As we walk, we feel the pain. Off balls that stick like glue to skin are feeling gross a state within. This is writing better than I would. We try to cool, we try to dry, but still they cling with every sigh. A sweaty mess, a soggy fate. We bear the burden, we persevere. Okay, that kind of fell apart. Um, for some, a breeze brings sweet relief. For others, shorts offer no reprieve. Uh, reprieve? Re I guess rep reprieve would... Relief, reprieve, client close. Uh, but still we march, we trug along with sweaty balls, a sweaty throng. <laughs> so let us bear this summer curse and hope for cooler days averse. Of sweet relief, a dry embrace for sweaty balls, a saving grace. Holy shit! If you actually think that, like... We are not going to get to the point where these, where like writing AI is actually going to supplant a lot of, a lot of work out there. Because ChatGPT is good at answering questions as well. Like, say you have a, I don't know, um, a school assignment, for example, and you ask it to. <laughs> You ask it to write some sort of big text dump, like about, I don't know, the Big Bang, for example, and then ask it to provide references as well. Mate, this is going to be such a big cheating tool. Like, this is... What the... F okay, this is another ridiculous one. Um, Here are four decompiled C++ functions. Please tell me what they do. It understands the functions and then rewrites them. What the fuck? What the actual... F like, I'm just looking at what's going on with ChatGPT right now. But, like, this is already insane. Like, keep in mind, 
that this is... Okay, I went to poll for a second and they started talking about the Jews. This is, of course, it's fucking poll. I, I scroll one message. Like, hey, can we find anything funny on poll? It's it's just the it's just the Jews because Paul is obsessed with them. Um, but yeah, this is still just the the early 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 days of AI text of AI code of AI art. If you actually think that your your programming job is safe, for example, or your writing job is safe, your research job is safe, keep believing that. Keep huffing the copium, and I'm going to be back here uh, knowing that at some point, yeah, no matter what job you try to do, it's going to be replaced by AI. And whether that's a good thing or not is a another question entirely, but it sort of just, just is what it is. Like, this is the way we're going, and I guess just embrace... Embrace the collapse of society or something. I don't know. Just have fun with the tech, make some shit posts, and enjoy your day. Generate some fun stuff with uh, various AI art models. They may be, you know, safe for work images. They may be not safe for work. I've seen some. I've seen some really good not safe for work. Not just anime style stuff. Like there is some really good stuff like in other art styles as well. That like you see it and. It, knowing it comes from an AI, you're like, okay, that makes sense. But if you just saw someone post it somewhere, you would think, oh, that's just a good drawing. Especially with even just like the the, the anime stuff, probably the stuff that's gotten the best the quickest, just because there is so much anime art out there in so many different art styles. And assuming you don't see hands, hands are one of those things that still look very scuffed. Hair can look scuffed sometimes. Not definitely not as much. Hair is hair has improved a lot quicker than I would have expected it to. Um, also, you know, various various Im various aspects in a not safe work image might be a little bit scuffed as well. Um, you know, considering that in the anime art style, they don't exactly have a good a good model for this, considering censorship. So it's like, let's just see what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> AI is going to displace everything. Everything. This is not going to... Be, I, I am fully on board with this is not going to be like the industrial revolution where, you know, the, the, the fucking horse and carriage drivers they now drive trucks they now drive taxis no 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 this is not where this is going this is going to be in like you know 20 i think the first big effects are going to be like 10 15 years from now but give it like 50 years assuming we didn't like blow ourselves up in 50 years i think there is going to be a lot of like legitimate issues with large swaths of the population not being able to get work, not get, not being able to not get work because they don't want to work, just not being able to get work. And when we get to that point, I don't know what we do. I, I, I genuinely don't. I don't know if that's like, you have to go universal basic income at that, universal basic income at that point. I don't know if you just let everybody die. Like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. 
I'm probably going to be an old man by the time it happens. But, uh, you know, when you make predictions about tech, it's very likely you get them wrong. And they might be way earlier than you think or way later than you think. But I, I think no matter what happens, it is going to be a pretty much an inevitability that this is where we end up going. I've never heard a compelling argument that with an AI future, there is going to be work for everyone. Now, I have heard compelling arguments for wanting to have human operators uh, as like a stopgap, as a... Like as a as a repair point, things like that. Like say with with AI uh, with um self driving trucks when those become a thing. I know I like to mock self driving cars and self driving right now is a bit of a meme and it's probably going to be a meme for a, quite a while now, but it's going to happen. Like it is just going to happen. Like this is just it, just accept that it's going to happen. Don't pretend like this is not going to be a thing until like it's literally at your doorstep. So. When AI, uh, AI-powered AI trucks, self-driving trucks become a thing, you can't just send those out on the road by themselves. Because let's say, you know, uh, there is an unexpected pothole. There is a an animal jumps in front of the truck and uh, takes it off the road. There was an unexpected rainstorm and, you know, the only path you can get to an area. This is fairly common in places, like, in, like, big rural areas. There's, like, one road to get to an area. That road is underwater. The truck tries to go through that, and now the truck is bogged. You need some sort of human operator on that vehicle to deal with those situations. That's pretty much the only place I think that humans are going to have a place in, <clears throat> in, like, the transport industry. Now, I think for the more... You know, when you have, like, home deliveries, things like that, you know, Hayden, a lot of supermarkets now will let you do home deliveries. I think a lot of that you can just send out onto the road by themselves and then have, like, a a regional mechanic, a regional manager, things like that, that worries about a group of trucks. But for these ones that go out very rural, those ones you definitely need to have, like, a, a person on board. You can't just leave... Uh, you can't just leave a truck, like, 500 k's from the nearest town just for, you know, an entire day. You want it to get somewhere remotely on time. Especially if, like, the reporting system breaks or something and no one even knows it's broken down. So for that, yeah, you'd certainly have a human. But the, the like, the city truck driving, the city transport, that's going to disappear. Don't know when, but I think I, I definitely think it is going to um definitely going to disappear. And then if you look at like programming jobs, for example, I don't think for a very long time, may, maybe even ever, programming jobs are going to fully disappear because you need like until we get to the point where you know we're at with um chess robots, for example, where chess robot like chess AI is objectively better than a human chess player. Like, there's no question there. Like, the, the high-level chess AI is objectively better than the best players in the world. Chess is a finite scenario, though, so it's a lot... Like, obviously, chess has, like, a lot of different moves, but there is a finite set of legal moves. The problem space of programming is considerably larger, so doing this is going to take a lot longer to do. Until we get to that point, you're always going to have a human there that is going to be an experienced programmer that, like, understands, um, you know, <laughs> what the code is doing, how to improve the code, how to modify the prompts, things like that. 
but a lot of the more... <clears throat> I think a lot of the programming jobs would end up being just, like, thrown to the wayside, and it becomes a lot smaller of a a pool of developers. And the same is true in pretty much any industry. Like, you know, lab assistants, for example, if you can offload a lot of those young lab assistant work onto, like, an AI system, that's what's going to happen. This is just the early stages, though. This is when we know the systems are not better than people, but when they are better, that's when things get really, really bad. <clears throat> right now, we're still in the stage of, you know, this, this is a comb. The comb is only going to be useful if I know how to use the comb in the correct way. But when your comb is literally a whole nother person that has its own ability to think and thinks better than you do, you don't need to hold that comb anymore. And that's where we are going. At least, at least from everything that I've read. There may come a point where I realize, you know, the, something about the human mind is magic and we can't actually, like, fully replace it. Humans are, are always going to have a place in the, in the workplace. I find that hard to believe and I've never heard anything from any, like, actual expert in the field that leads me to, to go down that route. A lot of people will say that this is a very hard problem and they'd be very right about that. But I think it's still a problem that is that is solvable with enough time. Whether we actually want it to be solved, you probably not. Um, but money talks and uh, money is asking for this problem to be dealt with. Yeah, you know, con considering that uh, that's like a, you know, how would you say it? Corp corporate apocalypse, corporate end of the world, however you want to describe it. Let's talk about something else that's corporate that isn't anywhere near as bad. So recently, YouTube unveiled their own Twitch-like emotes. Now, when we say Twitch-like, um, use Twitch-like in a very... A very loose fashion. So YouTube's always had a um, a global emote system to use on streams. Those emotes, not great. Like not really great at all. So they've decided to redo the emotes, focusing on gaming first, which I think makes sense because they've been, you know, bringing a lot of the gaming streams, uh, the gaming streamers over, like uh, Valkyrie, like Ludwig, like Sykuno, whoever else they bring out into the future. Gaming seems to be, like, the, the main place that streaming makes sense. <clears throat> so they've unveiled this new set of emotes that is not being displayed in this article. Why are the emotes not in this article? Uh, this one? <clears throat> emotes? Yes? No. Show me the fucking emotes. <laughs> Why would you talk about the emotes in your stupid article, Verge, and not show me the emotes? Uh, if we go over to... My Discord. Uh, gaming? Yes. 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 Yeah, here it is. Uh, actually, I could have just showed you in YouTube. If I went to a stream, couldn't I? Okay, so these are the emotes. Now, you know that cringy corporate art style? 
If I just look up cringe corporate art style, I should find it. Cringe corporate art style. Uh, what is it fucking called? I've looked this up like a million times. What is the corporate art style called? Big tech art style. Uh, <laughs> no. What is the fucking art style called? Uh, corporate Memphis. Corporate Men Memphis is it? Um, these. Uh, They've got, they're not exactly corporate Memphis, but they do have like a, a kind of corporate Memphis feel to them. It's sort of like a, if you take corporate Memphis and then you apply a bit of like, how do you do fellow kids? Um, this is the corporate Memphis style if you, Let's go with this one. This is the corporate Memphis style if you don't recognize it. This is one where a person is being eaten. Uh, normally it's things like this, though, and, you know. It, 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 it's that style you see every, every company using where everything looks exactly the fucking same. I hate it. It's a terrible style. Stop using it. It's bad. Um, this is slightly less bad. I think some of these emotes are fine, but, you know, the, the Twitch global emotes. Let's just have a look at these set of Twitch global emotes. Um, Twitch global emotes. Uh, <clears throat> where, uh, here we go. So you have Kappa, LOL, Cool Story Bob, Forehead. Like, these are generated from the community. These are things that, you know, happened in the community, happened outside the community, but, like, got adopted in the community. Like, this one, LOL, for example, is a fucking... It is a phenomenal emote that everybody recognizes. Like, this is a great, great throwback to Total Biscuit. Whereas the emotes that YouTube has are like, Hey, guys. Hey, fellow gamers. Fellow gamers, you like emotes, don't you? You like coffee. You like GG. You like uh, poop, I guess. <laughs> you like this fake pog? Like, <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just straight up copy Twitch's emotes. Because it's not like Twitch owns the likeness to all of these, uh, all of these people. I'm not sure why they didn't do that or why they didn't like try to, you know, talk to fucking Ludwig. Like, if they had just talked to Ludwig, talked to Valkyrie, talked to Sykuno, and generated the emotes based on what they said, you know, it would be a lot more in line with what is going on over on the Twitch side. Now, it still wouldn't have that, like, that legacy that Twitch does. Like, you see Kappa, and you know exactly what's going on. You see Lol, you know exactly what's going on. But I, I think these are better than what YouTube had before. And maybe they will grow on people over time. But for now, though, it's just just is what it is, sort of. The other problem they have is uh, the way they fucking named them. So you know how we have great things like Kappa and Jabated. And not like this. 
What face seems good? No. What we get is hand pink waving, face blue smiling, face red droopy eyes, face purple crying, text green game over. Couldn't they have just, like, once again, speak to fucking Ludwig. Speak to fucking Ludwig. Like, what are you doing? All you have to do is ask the streamers that you've already paid to be on your platform what these fucking emotes should be called, and you would have much better naming. I think YouTube over time is going to become the better streaming platform, but right now, they just have no idea what people actually are looking for in like their emote system, in their streaming tools, things like that. Yellow excited happy face. Red smirk face with finger point. <laughs> these better just be alpha names. Like, if they if these are the names that people like they do stick with, I don't think they're ever going to be this popular thing. Like, you know, you can obviously search through the emote list and find these emotes. But a lot of people will like to type the emotes in chat. So you can do that like with the um the YouTube emote, so you can, uh, you can go and do, like, colon, cat orange whistling colon, and it will, like, autofill for you, um, but it does just, like, this is so wordy, and it's not gonna catch on as much as you would like it to, if it was just a little bit simpler. Now, people are using them. Like, this is available. People are using them now. Uh, let's find some random person's stream and see if they're actually... Anyone on that stream... Okay, no one I'm following right now is streaming. Okay, ignore what I said. Um... <laughs> but, yeah. People are actually using them. Just... Yeah. It's going to take time for them to grow. I don't know if they'll... I don't know if they'll ever have the same the same appeal the Twitch ones do, but they're not going to be as weird after, like, you know, six months, a year, things like that. wonder what other people are saying about them. Uh, YouTube new emotes. Uh, let's see if I can find something on Reddit. Uh, Reddit. Needs... Do you think YouTube streaming will add emotes? So this is from ages back. Uh, I'm not seeing anyone even talking about this right now. <laughs> it did just happen, like, today um, for when I'm recording this. So, yesterday? Wait, no, it actually happened, like, a week ago. <laughs> Take back what I said. No one cares. It happened literally fucking seven days ago, and nobody cares still. Okay, well, yeah. I guess it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. It the reason why no one's talking about it is eight hours ago. This is when they went um public with uh this is when they like just went out to the public, all that. Previously they were just in like beta things like that. <clears throat> uh is there any scope to get emotes from channels you remember? Is there any scope to get emotes from channels you're a member of in other YouTube live chat? This is something that I need to do. So, on Twitch, if you're a member of a different streamer, you can use their emotes 
in this streamer's chat. YouTube, that's not a thing that uh, you can do. But people are certainly asking for it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people are actually asking for it. How about letting us use our member remote everywhere instead of just the chat of the career? I think this is technically impossible, at least not by the shorthand names, because it would be ambiguous to the channels that use the same name for an emoji. Ah, uh, the same is true over on Twitch. Literally, the same is true over on Twitch. You just uh, append the name of the like you you append like a tag to it or a number to it, things like that. You just deal with it on the back end to give users the feature they want to see. You don't just you don't come up with excuses for why it's not possible. You just fucking work it out. It's pretty easy. Numbers. IDs, whatever you want to do, something's possible. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, Twitch Twitch streaming is getting better. They're adding more tooling. Still no mod interface. Do you know how you moderate a chat if you're if you're on YouTube? So in that stream chat, you can click on a name, you can hide the user, you can time out the user. That is all. Oh, I think you should delete the message as well. Um, but if you, as a mod, go and mute someone, go and ban them, you can't unban them. Like, you can, obviously, the mute is like a time thing, but you can't unban them. The streamer has to unban them because the only place that shows the banned users is in the, um, the creator's, like, YouTube studio. So, yeah, it's a mess. <clears throat> it, it's basically just a giant fucking mess. We need a mod. We need a mod studio. We need just better mod tools in the mod uh, in the chat itself. We need member uh, member emotes across every chat. We need maybe less cringe emotes, but this is you know something. Um, <clears throat> what else is the major thing that YouTube doesn't have? I guess a lot of the monetization features that. Twitch has available. Super chats are pretty good. Um, super chats are definitely good, but Twitch obviously has like raids and other fun stuff that you can do with um with the uh, with the donations. Ah, uh, gifted memberships. Now you can gift a membership, but to be able to gift a membership, you need to have like gifted memberships turned on. Like not the streamer, like the individual person. Not you as, like, the person gifting, the person you were gifting to. And it's not on by default. Why it's not on by default, I, I don't know. Like, it makes sense to be able to turn it off if you really want to, but why can't you just gift people by default? And it's not anywhere near as clean. Like, you go to a Twitch stream, you just go to um, memberships or subs, whatever you call it, you click gift, and just does everything you need to do. You can gift to the entire chat if you want to. Like, you can... Uh, 10,000 gift subs. YouTube, I think you have to do it individually still. It doesn't just, like, randomly pick people in the chat. Like, there are just little things like this where Twitch offers... I don't know if it's a better experience or the experience that everyone is used to. And because everyone is used to using it, they see this new experience and they're like, I, I, I don't care about what's going on. Like, what's going on on YouTube? I like the Twitch community. I like what Twitch is offering. And I'm going to just keep using that. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Speaking of using that, I, I didn't have a segue. <laughs> I literally did not have a segue there. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Vampire Survivors. <laughs> uh, Vampire Survivors, very good game. Highly recommend you go and play it. If you didn't play Vampire Survivors when it was new, uh, basically, you walk around. You don't press any buttons besides your walk buttons. This sounds like a really bad explanation. You get uh, weapons that do a lot of damage, and then you stand still, and everything around you dies. Basically, it is it is video game crack. It sounds terrible if you explain it, but if you play the game, you'll be like, wow, this game is very fun. Um, <clears throat> and, like, you get... you know, it, it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier as you go up through the... Um, through the through the levels, things like that. Um, but there is an expansion coming out soon. <clears throat> oh yeah, actually, there's a good way to explain. It. So I just mentioned it there. Be the bullet hell. I don't know where it said it actually. You basically are the bullet hell. You're not playing a bullet hell. The enemies are running at you, and you are the bullets. <clears throat> but uh, there is a expansion coming soon. The uh, Legacy of the Moon Spell. This is like a... It's sort of an East Asian-inspired expansion. There is going to be... <clears throat> eight new characters. Four of them they have announced. Uh, Miang Moon Spell. The last disciple of the Moon Spell clan before its downfall and possibly its finest. Self-consciously a shonen protagonist. <laughs> I hadn't actually read these yet. Uh, Menya Moonspell. One of the few surviving Moonspell elders, Menya's mystical powers are near godlike. Uh, Shuto Moonspell. Banished practitioner of the new moon dark magic, Shuto is nonetheless an enemy of evil. Poor personal hygiene may contribute to his continued exile. <laughs> and uh, Babionna. Uh, Return from the dead to seek vengeance on demons and mortals alike. She nonetheless retains her impeccable ability to charm, amuse, and dazzle. Also, 13 new weapons. Um, Silverwind, which I'm, I'm guessing... I don't know which order these things are in. Actually, no. Okay, Silverwind with this, that's Mirage Robe, so yeah, it's going left to right here. Uh, an ancestral force unleashed by the staff of the Moon Speller Clan. Only those born under the moon can fully wield its power, or who, whoever finds it in a chest, we're not sure. Four Seasons, a set of orbs which unleash the power of the changing four seasons of death and rebirth. What the fuck does that mean? Summon Night, a weapon which drips the darkness of the new moon, despite, uh, despite, the, clan despite the clan's superstitions, even the shadows can oppose evil. And Mirage Robe, an enchanted kimono, waved on a loom from the silk of the earth spider and imbued with a fragment of Ababiona's uh, vengeful spirit. Besides, it looks fabulous. It looks fabulous, darling. A new stage, six new, uh, six new music tracks, and I have no idea how much it's going to cost. But it is coming out... Uh... Soon. One day, one day it's coming out. Honestly, I'm I'm very happy the dev is taking advantage of the fact that 
the game's done well. There have been a lot of indie game devs out there, like the dev of Doki Doki, for example, who released the game and have done basically nothing after the fact. Like, it's just... They made a great game, they made a shitload of money, and then everyone's like, hey, when are you doing another project? And they're like, what? What's code? Never heard of code. No, nope. What are you talking about? <laughs> but this dev's like, you know what? Fuck it. I actually really love game dev. I've made this game that I didn't think at all was going to be popular. It's made him very rich. Very, very rich. But he's like, you know what? Fuck it. People still love this game. It's just won a bunch of game awards. Like, uh, I forgot what, what the awards it actually won were. Uh, let me find out. Vampire Survivors Game Awards. Uh, it was nominated for Best Debut Game. Did it end up winning that? Uh, I know it did win some awards. Why don't they just go to the... No, this one's still voting. Okay, this one's still open for voting. Why don't they just go to the dev's Twitter? That'll be easier. Vampire Survivor. Also, it's coming to Xbox soon, which is just fucking cool. Uh, do do Talking about the DLC... Wait, the DLC is going to be fucking two euros. I'm sorry, what? The DLC is going to be dirt cheap. Unacceptable. Charge more, please. Yeah, this, like this dev is just... I think he just likes to... Like, he would buy this game for $10. But he's like, nah, $5. Fuck it. Fuck it, have the game. Um... It won the Time Thief Award from the Indie Live Expo. Uh, I feel like there's another one. Also, they were doing a Steam Deck giveaway. Is there another one they won? Uh, they won the Galaxy Game Award for Best Chaos Simulator. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty much, uh, yeah. Just finished one of the best games of the year. Jesus. <laughs> it if you think Vampire Survivors is one of the best games of the year, uh, I, I, I guess that's fine. It's not a bad choice. Also, it seems like it's pretty much constantly at the top of the uh, games being played on the Steam Deck. <clears throat> the games on here don't really surprise me for the most part. Uh, but a couple of them do. Like... Brotato. What the fuck is Brotato? I've never heard of this game. Rotato. It is a... <clears throat> it is a... Top-down arena shooter roguelike where you play a potato wielding up to six weapons at a time. <clears throat> I see. Wait, is this the same style of game? As... As vampire survivors. I guess there's more that's going on. But it definitely seems like it's that same style of... Uh, just pure 
pure fucking chaos. Uh, yes. Mm. Wait. Uh... Yes. Uh, what else was on this? I didn't even check. <laughs> I, I, I know it was mostly stuff that makes sense. Uh, Vampire Survivors, Persona 5 Royal. I love that Persona 5 now works well on uh, on on Linux. This is fucking awesome. Elden Ring. Cyberpunk 2077. Remember when that game was dead and nobody cared? And then it got fixed. And now people actually like the game. I think it, I, I think it actually got it, like... Um, got... What's the word? Uh... Nominated. Nominated for a couple of game awards. Cyber, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Game Awards. Um. Ah, receives the... No, okay, this is about the anime. Uh, this is about... This is about what happened last year... I thought it got nominated for some new awards this year. Hmm, maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, anyway. Stardew Valley. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> Fucking Elder Scrolls V. This, okay, this right here is why Bethesda has not released the Elder Scrolls VI. They have re-released the Elder Scrolls V so many times... And it is still an insanely popular game. People are still playing it. All of these years later, there is such a giant modding scene for this game. I, I just saw a um a, a mod that was coming out that adds like a fucking DLC-sized set of content. I'll see if I can find that in just a bit. Um, but it's still so popular. That there's just no reason for them to make another game. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt makes sense. Rotato, Red Dead Redemption 2, Fallout 4, Hades, okay. GTA 5, No Man's Sky, another game that they did a lot of work to bring this, you know, up to a good working state. Um, <laughs> Slay the Spire, I'm, I'm surprised that's there. Like, I didn't know Slay the Spire was this popular. Uh, God of War, which makes sense considering considering that Ragnarok is out. Uh, the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. RimWorld. Tactics Ogre Reborn, which is another game that I don't recognize. Tactics Ogre Reborn. What the fuck is this? Uh... It's a what? It's a Square Enix Tactics game. Why is this so high? Is uh, considering it says Reborn, is this like a a remake of the game or something? Tactics Ogre. Uh, what is Tactics Ogre Reborn? Yeah, okay, it's a it's a enhanced version of the original game, which came out in. 95. Wow. I'm guessing this is like a cult classic game or something. 
that's yeah, that's my assumption. Uh, otherwise, I have no fucking clue <laughs> why why it's so high on the list. And then lastly, Monster Hunter Rise, which also makes sense. I'm surprised people are still playing it. That like Monster Hunter is one of those games where you don't realize how popular it is until you until you realize that like as you go and like have look, a tiny bit of look at how uh, how many people are actually playing that game because you never hear about it. Like you never hear anything about Monster Hunter. They sort of are just a very a very insular community that just keeps doing their own little thing. But considering it's such a popular game on the Steam Deck. Yeah, it's it's a pretty <clears throat> pretty big community itself. Now, keep in mind, being on the Steam Deck, this is going like this is not necessarily the most popular games on Steam, but these are games that play nice on the Steam Deck that are nice to do on a handheld, things like that. Elden Ring handheld would be so fucking cool though. Like, think back to the uh, like mid two thousands handhelds, and don't you wish that you could play a game like fucking Elden Ring? handheld <laughs> like i grew up playing you know pokemon and uh i don't know dragon quest 9 on the ds like not bad games but definitely not the graphical marvel that elden ring is in comparison i still need to play elden ring i i i, I need to do that um is it on sale on Steam? Probably not. There's no reason for them to put it on sale. It's Elden Ring. People will buy it. <laughs> oh right, there is the um the DLC coming out soon. The the PvP DLC. I am not a PvPer. I I I am a I am a anti PvP enjoyer. I do not want anyone invading my world. I don't care if that makes me bad at the game. It is what it is. I like playing my games. Without the uh, without anyone bothering me, uh, it is currently ninety Australian dollars. Maybe it'll go on sale on Christmas. I have my doubts. Uh, I have my serious doubts. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I can just go play uh the rest of the Soul series. I can go play Dark Souls too. I'm not gonna. Leave. How much is Dark Souls Two? If it's not expensive on Steam, I'll I might buy it. How 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 much? How cheap does Dark Souls Two have to be to make me want to play it? Um, forty two Australian dollars. I don't know if I want to pay forty two Australian dollars to play Dark Souls Two. I don't hate. I don't hate Dark Souls 2, but it is Dark Souls 2. <laughs> it's not terrible, but also it's Dark Souls 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One day I should go back and actually play it again, just for the memes, just to sort of... See if it's as bad as I remember it being. Because I got the game, I think, originally around launch day. And... No, it was a bit after launch day. Because it was it was after some of the... The early hyper-buggy bosses got uh, less hyper-buggy. Maybe like a couple of months after launch. 
Uh, but still is not as good a Dark Souls 1. Definitely not. I also need to finish Dark Souls 3. <laughs> and then go play Sekiro. There's a lot of games I need to play. Speaking of games I need to play, actually, I do have a couple of new things over on the shelf here. Um, two things that I picked... Ow. Except on the Switch. Uh, two things I picked up early this week. One of them, series I've not played. Look, it's... It's God of War 3 Remastered. Um, I have said that I'm going to stream the God of War series. And I am going to do so. And I'm not going to be streaming the new God of War series. Uh, I, I, no, I'm not going to stream from the start of the new God of War stuff. We're going back to the fucking PS2. Like I'm doing with Devil May Cry. We are going to play from the start. We're going to play the early games. See how it goes. See how will they hold up. Um... Judging by the early little bit of um, God of War 1 I've played, it seems like it holds up considerably better than DMC 1 does, and considerably better than DMC 2 does. DMC 2 is definitely a lot better than 1, um, at least combat-wise. Story-wise, not so much. It's a fucking mess. Uh, I, I have no idea what's happening in DMC 2. <laughs> but um, combat-wise, yeah. Uh, God of War 1 actually plays quite nicely. Uh, the, the, the reason why I have three remastered and none of the rest of them. Um, <laughs> so, 1 and 2 are on the PS2. And there is a... a, a and 3... Wait. 1 and 2 are on the PS2, and there is a collection for the PS3. Yeah, I believe there's a collection with, like, God of War 1, 2, and 3 for the PS3. Um, collection. Or is it just 1 and 2? Uh, yeah, 1 and 2 collection for the PS3. But there is not a collection for the PS4. So, I'm going to play the first two games emulated on the PS2, play God of War 3 uh, with the remaster on the PS4, then God of War reboot on the PS4 as well, and we'll work out what I do with Ragnarok. Maybe... I, I... <laughs> the problem is that Ragnarok, unlike um, the first of the reboots, is not on PC. Uh, maybe it'll be on PC one day. I, I have no idea if it's, like, if that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, so, the God of War reboot found its way onto, onto PC four years after it originally came out. Maybe that means Ragnarok will get to PC as well? Um... I have no idea. There's there's certainly nothing certainly nothing confirmed at this point. So maybe I'll I'll pl do I do I just buy a PS5 to play fucking Ragnarok? I was on the PS4 as well. It's just not going to look anywhere near as good. I have no idea if it runs well on the PS4. I actually don't know. Uh uh I, I, yeah, no one's even really talk. 
Uh, God of War, PS5, PS4 Pro, PS... Yeah, IGN. For once, IGN can be useful to me. Show me how it looks. But here we go, I don't care. Skip ahead to when I can see stuff that's important. Okay, here we go. Okay, so on the base PS4, it's, it is playing at 30 FPS. So maybe that'll be a little bit rough. But to be fair, I played... I did play Bloodborne on the... Uh, I did play Bloodborne on the PS4. So... And that plays at 30 FPS. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 60 would certainly be nice. And that does make me kind of want to get a PS5 at some point. One day I'll get a PS5. Maybe we'll get a PS5. Maybe we just wait on Ragnarok until, like, the PS6 is about to come out. And then <laughs> and then we get, uh... Yeah, then, then we go and get a PS5. That's usually what I do with uh, new consoles anyway. I just wait until the the next console's basically out and then just get a, a cheaper version. Because right now it's like 900 fucking dollars to buy a PS5. And there's like two games on the PS5 I'd want to play. The only reason I could justify getting a PS5 is using it pretty much as a PS4 Pro. Like just... <laughs> just using it to play my PS4 games at like a more consistent frame rate and in some games just you know doing the PS4 Pro upgrade sort of stuff um i could sell like may maybe it makes sense to do that get rid of the PS4 get a PS5 uh yeah i'm not doing i'm not planning to do that anytime soon though if i do it it's not going to be for, like a year i know there's like i, I, I think my house was mentioning this like PS6 rumors um, there's, like, rumors that it's, like, in the works or something. Um, but nothing, obviously nothing is confirmed. But considering they're basically, yeah, some people are saying not launching until 2028. So it might be a while until I get my, um, get my PS5. <laughs> Probably get it in, like, 2027, 2026 or something. <laughs> Unless, you know... There's actually good deals that start to appear. Um, I know there are like bundles. Yeah, here we go. Here's a here's a bundle that contains. Let's not show the screen because it shows my suburb. Um, there is a bundle that I'm seeing right now for eight hundred and eighty-eight dollars that contains uh that contains Ragnarok. The PS4 looks so fucking stupid laid down. <laughs> I'm gonna show you something. If you've never seen a PS4, uh, PS5 on its side, like, what is this? Like, this is so fucking ugly. Uh, but this, I presume, is the regular edition, not the digital edition. Yeah. $888, like, is... It's a lot. But if I got rid of my... If I got rid of the PS4, like, that actually could make sense then. Because it is, you know, PS4... Uh, PS5 is backwards compatible. So, like, that actually could make sense. Um, I don't know. As I said, I've not decided... A thousand... You know, it's a much better deal than it was. I'm seeing another bundle for... 
$1,100. There's nothing special about this one. It's the same thing, except this one includes Horizon Forbidden West instead of God of War. <laughs> That's literally the only difference. But yeah, as I said, there's like two games that I would actually care to play on the PS5. Um, also, I've got a copy here of uh, Strange the Paradise FF Origin, which has a PS5 version. So I guess there's technically three games, because this gets you like a, a free upgrade. Um, I think I paid like $20 for this or something. <laughs> I think I paid like $12 for this. <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe it'll happen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, the... I want to get a PS5 at some point. But it's just so hard to justify. I think the only reason I could justify doing it is basically as a, um, as a PS4 Pro. Because anything else that I want to play is already on PC. Like, this is one of the the great things about, um, one of the great things about modern gaming, we've sort of, in many cases, lost that, uh, lost that, that benefit of buying a console. Like, when I was younger, you would buy a console because a lot of games that you want to play just aren't on, uh, aren't on, aren't on PC. Uh, but now, nowadays, it's just, it's so far from that, that it just, you know, doesn't even matter anymore. Um, here we go. There's Demon Souls. I guess there's a new Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, Grand, don't care about Grand. <laughs> yeah, PS3 game. The Last of Us Part 1. Upcoming PS5 exclusives. Wait, wait, FF, F, no, it's, no, it's not. FF, is FF16 going to be an exclusive? Hold the, f uh, FF16 will be exclusive to the PS5 for six months. Square, you already don't make that much money. Okay, this actually might justify me buying a PS5. <laughs> I, I I think that actually might justify me buying a PS5. Uh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Uh, good to know then. Because <laughs> I am um, I am very excited to play that. I'm definitely going to be streaming it. Uh, yeah. Why is that saying PS4, PS5 exclusive? Is this article just old? Because Stray came out on PC fucking ages ago. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. <laughs> yeah, man. Go play a game that already came out, but with slightly different content. Uh, fuck. I didn't know it was going to be a timed exclusive. That's a problem. Um, 
look, that will drive PS5 like I think that that will actually drive some sales. That that might drive some sales at least. Maybe maybe not maybe not that many, but definitely um definitely some. And as the console gets cheaper, maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Like my I'm I'm kind of a little bit thinking about it at um at $900. Actually, if I sold my PS4, how much could I sell it for? Let's go find out. Let's go into Gumtree. Uh, PS4. Not PS4 games. Not a PS4 controller. Um. Uh. PS4 Pro, 420. Uh. PS4 500 gig 300. I'm seeing a lot of people selling. Is this a three? Wait, is this 500 gig or I don't remember what what the um storage of this one was. It looks like. <laughs> I fucking recognize that. I know what that picture is. Uh, that's the fucking cash converters. Uh. Cashies is a cash converters, cashies, whatever you want to call it. That is our um that is the local Australian big pawn shop chain. Um and if you try to sell them something, the best deal that you will get is a third of the price. So they would buy it off you for like $90. <laughs> Which I have no interest in actually buying. That's a wait. I'm sorry. PS3, thirty six. PS3, thirty six games for ninety dollars. Is there anything worth anything here? That what I care about. Uh, GTA Four, GTA Five. I'm not sure. That's Liberty City Story. I'm not sure. Wait, is that Liberty City Story? Something like that. MW Two. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Fucking Dark Souls 2, let's go! Let's fucking go! <laughs> Why is your picture upside down? Make it easier to read. Um, Watch Dogs 1, Sleeping Dogs, Saints Row 4, let's fu- Diablo 3, let's fucking go! <laughs> but yeah, it looks like if I wanted to sell it, I could probably sell it at like, um, you know, $250, $300. And if I include the controller, because I don't need the controller. Um, and then that would bring the PS5 down to like 600 and... What, 630? That's actually in the range of reasonable then. Yeah, that's actually not a stupid price. Mmm... Maybe I'll have to do it. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely think about it. I'm, I might wait and see what happens over Christmas. Um, see if there's any like good deals, Boxing Day deals, things like that. Probably not, considering that, you know, it's still hard to buy a PS5. It's sort of gotten to the point now where it's mostly available. Uh, but as we saw, some of the fucking packages are $1,100. Just actually dumb like actually way too much money i think when i bought my ps3 i think i paid i got two games with it 
yeah, two, PS3 two games for like 500? Remember when consoles were affordable? That was a good time. <laughs> that was a great time. And then my PS4. What did I get with my PS4? What the fuck did I get? Probably have the games over on the shelf still. Um. Hmm. I don't. Did I get it with Bloodborne? I have no idea what came with it, actually. I know I definitely got something with it. Uh. Huh. I have no idea. Oh, also, I said that I didn't have the uh, God of War reboot. I actually do. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that I had already, um, had already got it. <laughs> yeah, so it was already here. Uh. Wait, I didn't buy a second copy of it, did I? Wait. Did I forget that I had a pre-owned... Give me one second. Let me just check. I feel like I bought a copy on Amazon as well. Your orders. Let me have a look. <laughs> I did. I actually did. Um... <laughs> I completely forgot that I bought... How much did I pay for this one? Uh... Oh, it's only $12. I might just give it to someone, to be honest. I'll see if any of my mates want a copy of God of War. Why the fuck did I buy a second copy? How did that happen? <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know how that happened. Hmm. Hmm. Christmas gift. There we go. <laughs> there we fucking go. I'll give it to someone for Christmas. It was totally intentional. <laughs> definitely, definitely was not a mistake. Either way, I, the one I bought on Amazon was $12. The one on my shelf is $14. I'll probably keep the one I bought from Amazon for me, because that's a new copy. I'll give the $14 copy to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find someone. I'll find someone who wants a copy of God of War. Maybe I'll give it to my housemate or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Not that he'll actually play it, um, considering that he doesn't play many games right now. But hey, maybe that could, uh, maybe that could give him an excuse to actually play something. I this is not the first time I've done this. I've bought like multiple copies of books before. Uh, I forgot what it was, but I definitely, I don't know if I still have it. But for a while, I definitely had, I definitely had two copies of a couple of books on there. Because a lot of the books I buy online, but sometimes I'll, like, go to a bookstore. And I guess the same thing would have happened here. I... I don't know which one happened first. When did I order this? December 5th. Hmm. I might have bought that one first. Yeah, I might have bought that one first. And then... And then... Ordered this online because I was also ordering God of War 3 and then I forgot that I already had the other one Yeah I'm dumb <laughs> It's $12. It's 12. It doesn't matter that much I'm stupid 
<laughs> well, it is what it is. Um, speaking of it is what it is, um, what are we going to talk about? You know, let's, you know, let, let me show you something about the Fortnite. So I don't give a shit about Fortnite, but what I do care about is Unreal Engine 5.1. And Fortnite at this point is basically Epic's like Unreal Tech Demo. <laughs> like it's their Unreal Tech Demo that's actually like a good game. I don't care about your audio. I don't, I'm going to mute that. So Unreal 5.1 introduces something known as uh, Nanite. but So they already had Nanite, but now Nanite works on foliage. Previously, it didn't. So you basically the idea of, of Nanite is in traditional game rendering, you have something known as level of detail. And... Basically, as you go further away from an object, you want to show less detail because more of these objects are shown on the screen. So if you show them at the same detail level that you show them like up close, then you're going to have a lot of performance issues. The problem with the traditional level of detail system, though, is basically uh, it's very... It's a very obvious jump. So when you go between the different levels of detail, because it's not a granular shift, like you very easily notice it. Whereas with this new system, it is basically a, it is that granular level of detail. So if you're really far away from something, like here's a great example, actually. When you're doing, I don't know what you call it, jumping out of the bus, I am fucking play Fortnite. I just care about how cool it looks as a tech demo. All of these trees here, they... In a level of detail system, like, you could tell that they would be, like, you know, 2D images or, or like, lower poly count than they would be. Depends on how far away it is. But with this new system, you can <clears throat> basically procedurally, um, procedurally change the detail level. So, even though they're so far away, it's... The, the detail is reduced based on that distance, rather than based on the set detail points so it doesn't look like that anything is changing because it doesn't change until you get closer to it until you get like close enough to it to actually like perceive that detail you can get these massive performance boosts with no perceivable drop in quality obviously if you can figure it wrong and have the distances set wrong like it can be it can certainly be noticed but yeah, if it's done correctly, then uh, not so much. Also, there is, like, way better lighting in this game now. Like, the lighting genuinely looks good. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't know how we've gotten to the point where Fortnite is a tech demo. Like, it looks... Like, look at this fucking water. Like, what the fuck is this water? Um, There was another demo on here. Wait, just show a demo with snow. Uh, okay, the snow still looks like you'd expect it to look in Fortnite. Yeah, there's nothing happening with the snow. There was something in here about fire. Yeah, here we go. Here's here's how the fire looks. Now, Twitter is going to compress this to hell. Is it going to show me it at a reasonable quality? Of course it's not because it's Twitter, and Twitter's video compression is fucking terrible. But um, when it's not compressed to hell, this fire looks very good. Like, really, 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 really fucking good. Um, here are some other pictures. 
Like, what is this? What is this? This is... <laughs> like, this is... This is fucking Fortnite. This is Fortnite. Remember that game everyone mocked for how, like, how basic it looked? And now it looks better than a lot of games that are coming out right now. <laughs> like, this is the power of Unreal Engine 5 and Unreal Engine 5.1. I am so excited to see, like, what can come out of this engine when you're not trying to do it in the Fortnite style. Now, the Fortnite style works pretty well with it, but, like, when you're trying to do something really high, high fidelity, like, you are trying to take advantage of this as much as you can. I don't know... Okay, underwater it looks scuffed. Um, I don't know where, like how how far this can go, like how good games are going to look in this engine. And then once games look real, yeah, the the water looks terrible under it. Um, and then once this is like the standard for making games, where we go from here, like <laughs> we've already hit this like ridiculous point. Where things look too good. What happens now? I I I don't know. I genuinely do not have a single clue what happens now. <clears throat> what I know is we're gonna get some cool looking games, and I'm sure Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to look very good. Because that's um that's an Unreal Engine 4 game, and I'm so happy that. I'm so fucking happy that uh, Square Enix is kind of trashing their in-game engine. I don't know what 16's using, but I really hope <clears throat> that they're not trying to keep their own internal engines going because they clearly have no idea what they're doing with them. <laughs> like, every time they build an internal engine, it just ends up being... Uh... Okay, so FF16 is going to be Unreal 4. Why is it 4? Why is it going to be 4? Whatever. Is uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 going to be Unreal Engine 4 then? <clears throat> uh, or is it 5? Okay, okay. So I guess they still had an internal workflow based around Unreal Engine 4. Are you, actually, that makes sense because Unreal Engine 5 isn't that old. Um, Unreal Engine 5. Uh, when did... Unreal Engine 5 come out. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Earlier this year. That makes sense. I thought it was, like, last year. Um, so, FF16's Unreal Engine 4, but going forward, their game's going to be built around Unreal Engine 5. Okay. <clears throat> okay, that, that makes sense. What that means for how KH4 is going to look? I don't know. <laughs> Assuming that Square Enix doesn't have more um, development issues like they seem to have relatively often. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I bet it's going to look ridiculous. <clears throat> like, even if they don't do anything crazy with the models, just keep it in the style. Obviously, it's going, the KH4 is going like real world, whatever. But, like, even if they use the models from KH3 and just stuck it in with the lighting. Of the of Unreal Engine Five, all the crazy, uh, all the crazy shit that's available. Yeah, yeah, is gonna look, 
It's gonna look cracked. It's gonna look pretty cracked. <clears throat> Ow. Um, yes. Uh, what else do we have? What else do we have? Uh, oh, here's just something dumb that I saw that I'm not surprised is happening, but it's just dumb. Um, Emacs should become a Wayland compositor. So Emacs for a very long time has had something called EXWM, I want to say. Yes, EXWM. The Emacs Windows or Emacs X Windows Manager. Basically, it is a full-featured tiling X window manager for Emacs. <laughs> it is a window manager for Emacs. <clears throat> you can control your entire desktop with Emacs. So, why don't we also have something that is um that is not X-based? Why don't we have something Wayland-based? <laughs> Which is seems like what might happen in the future. And then, you know, one day Emacs will get to that point where Emacs is your entire fucking system. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Linux is basically a bootloader for Emacs. There is a lot of people out there who live entirely in Emacs. I don't understand it. I never will. It'll never be my thing. But I get it. I get it. If you want to do that, you want to like, you know, you have everything integrated into this environment. It makes sense. It makes sense why you do it. It's just not my thing. I'm uh, I'm very happy not using Emacs and using not Emacs. <laughs> but it's cool. Ooh, uh, um, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, one thing I did want to mention is actually... I, so, I've, I mentioned this before. I buy new phones basically when my old phone dies. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, getting on the treadmill of always having the most up-to-date phone, whatever dumb nonsense that is. So, whenever I buy a new phone, it ends up being a fairly large upgrade. And it's sort of getting to the point where I might need to do that. Not because there's anything... Okay, there's one thing majorly wrong with this device. There's a lot of things that are, you know, a little bit wrong, like the fact that my uh, the camera on the back of my phone has a bunch of scratches on it and cracks on it. It works, so it's fine. There's a bunch of, like, chip paint all over it, and whatever, it's chip paint, don't care. Uh, the screen, I never use screen protectors, so the screen is scratched to hell. The issue that I have is uh, my lock button. You probably won't be able to tell no matter how close I get, but my lock button, uh, I can if I press it on one side, it can sink into the phone, and it doesn't press the button. I have to press it at the top of the button for the button to actually work. So it seems like whatever is um, whatever is stabilizing it under it has shifted or broken off, whatever's going on there, and I don't know if the button's going to keep working for that much longer. It's been fine over the past... Uh, the past couple of weeks, but it might be about time to find out sort of what's in that mid-range phone market at this point. Like, I, I, 
have no idea. I like I literally buy phones every three years, and I don't even acknowledge what phones exist until I want to go and buy a new phone. Uh, let's go price low to high. No, phones, not phone cases. No, okay, can we... Uh, price, here we go. Let's say minimum... Let's say minimum $250. And maximum... Uh, $400. That seemed like a good price. That seemed like too much for a phone. Motorola G22. 128 gigs? What the fuck? What the fuck? Wait, a pinhole? So this is why I buy phones every... Like, I buy phones around. Like, whenever I start looking at new phones, I'm like, holy shit. Features. Um, does it have a... Have have mid-range phones completely gotten rid of the headphone jack at this point? I have no idea. I have no idea if they're, if they're gone or if some phones have it. Because my phone right now has a headphone jack. Uh, let's see if we can find the bottom of the phone. And I've that's one of the reasons I've also held off buying a new phone. Because I like my headphone jack. Uh, uh, show me the bottom of the phone. Is that a, wait, is that a, a headphone jack? Or is that a... I think that might be a headphone jack, actually. I'm going to check it. Uh, <clears throat> Motorola G22. Headphone jack. Does the Motorola G22 come with a 3.5mm jack? Does it? Tell me. Tell me. I want to know. Don't care about your hands. Don't care. Don't care at all. Uh, they're talking about it. God damn it. Don't talk. Show me. How to connect wired headphones to a Motorola G22. Is this... It is going to be a dongle, isn't it? No. <gasps> There's a headphone jack. <laughs> this is peak fucking content. I didn't know this channel exists. What is this? Do they just do videos on nothing? Yes. Yes. They just do videos on nothing. This has to be like some internal company thing. Because these get no views. But maybe the idea is that you, <clears throat> you do millions of videos... And some of these videos will do well. New video every hour. What? What? Anyway, let's go back to looking at phones. Um, what else is in this range? TCL something or rather. Uh, Motorola G50. Okay, so it seems like a lot of the same phones that would have been in that range before are still in that range but they are newer and have fucking pinhole displays. Like, I, I can't believe that pinhole displays are a thing at this point. Like, because I've got the, um, I've got the, the, the eyedrop style, you can't even see it, the eyedrop style display. Maybe, maybe I will go back to Motorola, uh, because I enjoyed Motorola's, like, pretty vanilla Android skin. Um, I don't know, maybe.
I'll decide it when I actually go, when this phone actually breaks and I buy a new one. Because I've bought Motorola phones for years. This is my one exception to trying something new. And it's not been terrible, but it's also had a lot of dumb Android skin issues. Where it's like, let's just add things that don't make any sense. So there is a, I don't know, if, actually I don't know if this is an Android thing or just a skin thing. Every 72 hours, if I leave my volume at max volume, which I do, because my wireless earbuds have their own volume rocker, it's like, let's just turn down the volume to fucking 70%. Like, don't do that. Leave it, leave it at the volume I said of that. I don't care if it's bad for my hearing. I haven't been playing music for 72 hours. Just leave it at what it is. It's fine. But, um, yeah. Phones are dumb. Maybe I'll buy a new one. Uh, maybe I'll buy a PS5. I don't know. <laughs> the phone... Look, the, the phone works. Maybe I, maybe I buy a PS5 first and then do the, deal with the phone later. But, I don't know. We'll work that out into the future. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's going to be it for me. Next episode, we have... Egeon. <clears throat> that is going to be a... I have no... It might be a fun one. It might be a bad one. I have no idea. I've got no idea. Uh, I'm recording that this... I think Sunday morning at like 1am. Or is it Saturday night at midnight? I don't know. One of the two. Uh, yeah. So if you like the podcast, go and like it. Go subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. Main channel, Brody Robertson. I do Linux videos six days a week. I've got the gaming channel, Brody Robertson Plays, soon going to be rebranded. I keep saying that, I keep not doing it, but soon it will be rebranded. And uh, this channel, if you're listening to the audio version, the video version will be found over on the YouTube at Tech Over T. If you're watching the video version, the audio version will be found over on any podcast platform. There's an RSS feed, stick it in your favorite app, and uh, yeah, you're good to go. Tech Over T, find it there. That's going to be it for me. So, um, yeah. I'm out.